This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. G.I. Joe gets poked to protect the United States. Last summer, we visited Valley Forge on our granddaughter trip to Pennsylvania. They have a great visitor center, and one of the tidbits of information that I was reminded of was General George Washington's order that all troops in the Continental Army be vaccinated for smallpox. I've also been researching Civil War diaries of Union soldiers to gain insight into what my family members experienced in the Army during the Civil War. Here, too, soldiers were required to get vaccinated. Both Washington and Lincoln supported mandatory vaccinations of soldiers. Disease was rampant in the Army during the wars, with half of soldiers' deaths caused by illness and disease of some type. Civil War diaries tell of half of entire regiments being hospitalized due to illnesses. There was always some resistance to vaccinations, and one Union soldier recorded that he saw too many die that could have been prevented and could not understand why others resisted the poke, calling it superstition. That was 160 years ago. My thought was that not much has changed. I do not believe that the South had a mandatory vaccination of troops which contributed to their manpower deficit. You cannot fight or win a war with sick soldiers. You cannot have ranks depleted by disease. The U.S. Army lost thousands of troops to the influenza epidemic during World War I and would have ordered vaccination if one had been available. Today our soldiers are highly specialized and trained to do specific jobs. While in the Continental or Union armies, a sick soldier could quickly be replaced by another. That's not so easy today. By its description, individuals that make up an army act in concentrated or often confined groups cannot be isolated as can the general public can do their jobs. Soldiers tend to have to operate in close proximity to one another, which is conducive to spreading communicable diseases. The USS Theodore Roosevelt was taken out of action because of an onboard epidemic of COVID. If our military were to be infected by epidemic, our national defense readiness would be quickly degraded, putting our nation's security at risk. This is the primary reason why the Pentagon ordered our troops to be vaccinated for COVID. The Pentagon's medical branch supported the vaccinations. A million Americans have died from the COVID pandemic. There was no reason to allow our military health care support system to be inundated with a wave of COVID patients that could be avoided with an effective vaccine. U.S. military has had a long history going back to the Continental Army and the founder of our nation for adoption of preventive vaccination. The military attempts to practice progressive disease prevention with an aggressive vaccination program for the troops. If you go online, you can get the list of all the vaccinations that are required that soldiers be given, and frankly, they do become a pincushion for all the pokes that they receive. I am sure that anyone who is a veteran understands the process better than I. Thank you for your service. According to Newsweek, the Department of Defense already administered 17 different vaccines to service members outlined in the Joint Regulation on Immunization for the Prevention of Infectious Disease. The decision by the Pentagon to require a COVID vaccine is fully consistent with long-time military medical doctrine and practice with the express purpose of maintaining military readiness. I would expect that the Pentagon would look at the mess that China is in right now with the lack of vaccinations and the use of inferior vaccines, seeing it as a military advantage for the United States. 
While no rejection of other vaccines has been cited, they take exception to the COVID vaccines, critics singling it out. For some reason, puzzling to me, this one has become overtly political. I see dropping the COVID vaccine mandate for the military as circumventing medical and national security designs, potentially eliminating a military advantage that the Pentagon has implemented over its adversaries since its historical inception. I would much prefer that the People's Liberation Army be the unvaccinated Confederates and ours be the Union. I'm not asking our troops to do anything that I have not done. At one time, this COVID vaccine mandate was more important than it should be now that the current force was vaccinated and the general public has a significant degree of immunity. Our military has a specific reason to be vaccinated. Our public can make its own choices. Our country's vaccine adoption is a lot of the reason why our economic performance is exceeding China's. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.